0: The football team's fate is attached to the quarterback. I think we can all agree on that much. The football team is seen as not having much of a chance to do anything in 2023, in large part because of the quarterback. I think we can agree on that too, right? Okay. Good Monday morning to you. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this I've been thinking about this topic a lot over the past 3 weeks haven't brought it up with you before wanted to wait to see as much as I could of OTAs and then the mini camp that concluded last Thursday before I even brought it up here I am not either irritated or put off or anything by the bettors in Las Vegas and elsewhere having the Steelers at around eight or eight and a half wins in a 17-game season because they have a pretty simple process about this stuff. Quarterback, yes, okay, cool, good team. Quarterback, no, okay, bad team. That's it. That's the beginning and the end of the clinic that's given. And they don't see Kenny Pickett as a viable top 10, top 12 type of quarterback in the NFL. And therefore, they don't see the Steelers as being any threat to anyone else. What's more, they look at the AFC North and they see three other teams that have name brands, put a little TM next to their names, at quarterback Lamar Jackson's in Baltimore, Joe Burrows in Cincinnati, Deshaun Watson's in Cleveland, and Kenny's here. And Kenny apparently has some sort of fatal flaw in the broader perspective, meaning outside Pittsburgh. I don't get that sense here at all. That's why I'm separating it. There's something that's wrong with him that can't be fixed or that he won't ever mature out of, and I'm not really sure what that is, and I'm also not sure why I would sit there watching these sessions at OTAs and minicamp, constantly looking for that fatal flaw, that one thing that he does that just makes you go, oh yeah, see that right there, that's what's going to keep him from being da 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 I can go through any checklist you want. Is he going to zip a ball like a, a Patrick Mahomes does? No, no. There's only one guy that does that. There are other arms in the game, but there's only one guy that can really, really, really put it there the way Mahomes can. And that's him. Not Burrow, not anybody else. Is that a fatal flaw? Do we still think that Kenny can't throw deep? Do we still think that there isn't enough arm there? Because if anybody does, I'm here to tell you they're wrong. I'm not going to get scientific enough to satisfy you with anything here by saying, well, it looks like his arm is much stronger than last season's Kenny just in general looks bigger and stronger because he is. He bulked up. He got stronger. Whether or not the arm is stronger or whatever, I, I you know, again, I'm not watching him throw balls in a practice session and then looking over to see what the MPH was on it <laughs> because it doesn't exist. But I've also yet to see the length of a play, including a very, very, very deep ball where he, he can't get it there and he can't get it there in pretty good order. Does he have the prettiest, tightest, you know, most laser like spiral in the NFL? No. Fatal flaw? Hell no. All I hear from his receivers is how he puts the ball where it needs to be, how it needs to be. These guys value that only about a zillion times more than they do the spiral. The spiral looks good on TV. The receivers want exactly what I just described, and he gives them that. What else? Interceptions? I mean, he's going to throw more interceptions. He's going to have other interceptions across the course of his career. But if you go back to last season, you'll find that they were all concentrated in one giant clump near the very beginning of his tenure as a starter. From there he engaged in the very basic practice of throwing the ball into the 10th row of seats. And after that, you just didn't see picks. You didn't even see near picks. You didn't see things that made you nervous about picks, with very, very few exceptions. That can't be it. Mobility, toughness. The flexibility to throw while on the run. Check, check, check. I'm going to say it again. What am I missing here? What are they missing? What is this thing that is supposed to prevent this young player who is entering his first full season as a starter in the NFL, who is engaged in his first full summer workouts as a one in the NFL what's 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 the hang-up here someone's gonna bring up small hands again is that where we have to go I'm just I, listen I'm just telling you right now that a lot of this is perception and a lot of this is just flat-out unsubstantiated and inaccurate perception there isn't a limit on what Kenny can do there isn't a ceiling on what Kenny can do and if there ever does become one it most certainly will not and could not fairly be based on what we've seen to date because what we've listen last day of OTAs i had a talk with Kenny and the only subject well one other thing that had nothing to do with football but the only <laughs> the only actual football subject that came up between us was the value of this summer and i can't stress strongly enough how emphatic he was in stating that where he was a year ago to where he is now the experience that he had a year ago coming in there all wide-eyed as a rookie and uh, knowing that someone else was going to be the starter compared to now night and day night and day So how about if maybe, you know, we just acknowledge that he's not a finished product? Is that fair? When we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett Kelly and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV-rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888 842 5454-LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Slim, who says, Hey DK, how certain do you think the Steelers are to giving Alex Highsmith a contract extension before the season starts? I would put that at about 9999 nine 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 percent and really the only decimal point in all those zeros before i get to the one all that represents is that we might get struck by a meteor or something uh, when the steelers have made known in advance their intention to sign a player long term And once those discussions have begun, and once that player himself acknowledges repeatedly that he believes they'll put pen to paper, you tell me when that hasn't worked. And if you come at me with Le'Veon Bell and his ridiculous agent, I'm going to come back at you with a meteor. (laughs) Because that's the only exception. Lev had the worst agent In professional sports history. Highsmith is not represented by the worst agent ever and Highsmith has handled everything to date with exactly the kind of uh, class and character that you've come to expect from people who deal with these sorts of things and succeed in them. Now where it might get a little bit complicated Maybe, maybe it also won't, is determining the value of the 14 and a half sacks. This is a lot like arbitration hearings in sports where one number is submitted by the athlete and the agent, the another number is submitted by the team and they have to go to war with each other. And... The team is put into the terribly uncomfortable position of having to denigrate the athlete to try to get the arbitrator to side with the figure that they've submitted. Now, if you're Omar Khan and you're a much better negotiator than to allow something like that to happen, you can find a gentle way to say, listen, we respect the 14 and a half sacks. We respect what you've done. We also respect the guy at the other bookend at your same position and the impact that he has on that. It's kind of funny to hear Mike Tomlin in one of his sessions at the minicamp last week, refer to Highsmith as Robin, as in Batman and, okay? And everybody knew what he meant. Nobody had to ask for a clarification because there's TJ Watt and then there's Alex Highsmith, just like there was TJ Watt and there was Bud Dupree. Bud was going to be Robin for as long as he was going to be here. Alex is going to be Robin for as long as he's going to be here and TJ is going to be here, which is a very long time on the latter front. But I remember thinking in the moment, boy, that took a little bit of, even for for Tomlin, who's not exactly the type to worry about what anyone thinks of what he says. But still, you know, the team's in a negotiation with the guy and everything else and you call him Robin it's not even in a mean way. It's just, it's just an affectionate thing. It's a push button thing. It's something that Tomlin's got some of that for everybody on the roster. When I say everybody, I'm not even just talking about the the most likely 53. I'm talking all the way up to number 90 and beyond. Sometimes he has something for everybody. So if he gives Highsmith the Robin treatment, and Highsmith thinks, "Dude, I had 14 and a half sacks." How am I Robin here? Can I at least be like a fellow Justice Leaguer, you know, alongside Batman here? I don't have to be like the leader of the Teen Titans. I I can be somebody, you know? But it, it's just, that to me is yet another indication that this is all just, there's no tension, there's no drama, there's no... Uh, What's the word they're using now for, instead of saying hold out, is it a hold in? Yeah, where the the player who's working on the long-term contract is standing off to the sideline. They did that with TJ. They did it with Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Highsmith's not doing that because he kind of knows his place. Whether he's Robin or not, he he knows he's not those guys. And that tells me that he's not going to ask for something that's going to put him out of a realistic structure for who and what he is. And at the same time, both Highsmith and Tomlin will state just as bluntly that the number one priority for him in 2023 is to get better. There are parts of his game at which he can get markedly better. And that comes, you know, within that that same trust that goes into signing someone to a long-term contract, even when you don't feel they've achieve that peak that you're seeking out of them. It's a good question. I appreciate it. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Sealers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.